What's up, what's up, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode. Hold my bread. I am your host, Matt Backus, with your other host, Joel Lukowski. Joel, hello. Hello, it is the Desert Fox coming to you from Sedona, Arizona. This place is on fire. Nobody wears a mask. Everyone's upset about it. We are all gonna die. But we are here. We are present in the now. And you know what? It's time to be a breadhead, to gather round, join the gluten gang, for it is time to carbo load. Welcome to Hold My Bread, the $2,965.76 podcast. How are we, Maddie? I am good. I've had a roller coaster of a couple days, but it's been nice. No complaints. Uh, I feel good on this Thursday, though. How are you? We are having a nice day. All my positions are coming through. DraftKings up $7 a share in the past two days, hitting at $35.44. It just got legalized in West Virginia yesterday. It seems like the NBA and ESPN, Disney have no problems Spare, wasting these players' lives for coronavirus. So we're going to have a season. How yeah, Absolutely. It, Everyone seems excited about it. It's such a good day. Even ENRT is up. If, if you, oh, and they're never up. Yeah, if you don't know ENRT, that is um, a long shot lithium penny stock that my basketball rival told me about. And based on the prospects of lithium mining and their proximity to tesla and tesla's need for lithium i bought shares and i bought shares for my mom and they've lost so much value (laughs) and you've had those for a while haven't you yeah i've had them for a while i doubled down in february and i was looking at the charts today because we aren't so happy with Robinhood, so we're going to recommend a different trading platform spoiler alert we are still on Robinhood because it's hard to get out when you have options But um, I looked at the chart and there was one day in 2019 where I could have sold for like a 600% profit. There was a 10 minute window. So look at your charts, everybody. Yeah. Uh, That's, yeah. And then that was, how long ago was that? Um, That was in the summer of 2019, I believe, but they're up 25% on the day. And from my initial investment, of fourteen hundred dollars i've got about 400 left so that being said (laughs) welcome to my financial advice podcast today's a very special episode we have um a guy i met at your birthday party he listens to the show and he's coming on you want to give him a little introduction yeah, absolutely. He is a, a comedian in New York. Uh, I've known him for a couple years now. Uh, he's very funny. He's a great guy. He has his own podcast. Um, and uh, he's going to come on. And he actually reached out to me and said he wanted to come on the podcast and kind of help us get him started investing. So this episode, we're going to have him on. We're going to kind of um, go through a little bit of a uh, investment plan, give him some stocks we think he should look at, um, going to, you know, we looked into a few apps that we're going to recommend maybe, or, uh, and, and things like that. So we're going to, ultimately he is the one making the decisions and he is the one with the final say and all that. But we, uh, we're going to have him on and, um, uh, he's great. He ran a, a bunch of good shows in New York before everything got, got weird. So, uh, it's great to have him on. So it'll be good. I'm excited. Yeah. And like we were tasked with this job of, advising our our friend our fellow comedian how to invest a thousand dollars of their money and i didn't think it was right for us to just make the stock picks for him so you know i feel like what you invest in is a personal choice and like if you're making picks your port like no two portfolios are going to look the same just like no two record collections are going to look the same And I bring that up. Um, This is embarrassing, Maddie, but um, I keep leaving records out in the sun and melting them. Oh, no. It's terrible. I left out my Pointer Sisters record. It's done. That one just turned into a bowl. And uh, I left out David Bowie, Young Americans. Brutal. I love that. Those are two tough losses. Yeah. 
my fiance is coming out. She knows I'm busy right now, but she want hold on. You want to fill 30 seconds while I get accosted for simply being a human man? Yes, Gabby. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I've never had one of those uh, one of those record bowls, but uh, I think they they look cool. And I always wondered if they ever made them out of actual records or not. But um, I guess they I guess Joel does. Joel has one now, so that's good. You know, I, she knew about the Pointer Sisters thing, but I thought it was going to be healthier for my, my relationship if I weren't to disclose the melting of the David Bowie Young Americans album. And she just heard. And she's not upset, but she is sad. And that's almost worse. Eloquent. (laughs) And we know it wouldn't be Hold My Bread without a recording error. So here we are. We have our guest. But just to finalize, what I was saying about the process is we didn't want to make all these recommendations ourselves. So we went to all different resources and we told them the situation. We said we have $1,000 but how do we spend it? So we're going to have that conversation here. Now we're going to start someone on the path to investing. And thank you for being here with us, especially if you read about us in some kind of publication. Maddie, how about you bring on our esteemed guest? Absolutely. Friend of mine, um, great comedian, (laughs) ran all kinds of shows in New York. Uh, Brendan Gay, happy to have you. Welcome to the show. Oh, man, this is amazing. Thanks so much for having me. I'm a big, big uh, Hold My Bread fan. It's exciting to be here, and I'm ready to spend my money. That's awesome. dude. Have you invested before? Is this your first time dipping your toe in the pool? Dude, this this is my first time dipping your toe in the pool. So a little bit about me. I don't know anything about money, okay? I just, I work, I make money. You know, I, I want to invest. I look at it as like gambling, you know, like if I put in a thousand dollars investment, it's basically to me, it's already gone. And hopefully I make more money back, but I know nothing. I'm an idiot when it comes to this. So it's like, I really need guidance and advice and help. And uh, that's why I'm here. Yeah. And like, that's kind of where we started to like my dad is so bad with money it's like oh shit i have to learn this so i've been slowly learning and uh welcome aboard yeah yeah. how did you you get started um uh, basically i mean the the way the whole podcast started exactly kind of what brendan said i never learned about finance really i've always known it's important to have good credit and I've, i've learned a few things here and there but as I've gotten older, I really realized how little I knew. So that's one of the reasons that kind of wanted to start this is because I figure it's a good resource for, you know, other people in our situation. And it's just good for us to learn and for people to learn as we as we learn, people learn. And I think it's it's great. So that's why I was super excited that you reached out to, to me about doing it is because it's exactly, yeah. it kind of reaffirmed what we were trying to do and, it, and it's somewhat working. So I was going to, we can basically start off with this. What is the first thing? I can do or what are even good questions I can ask you guys to like kind of start investing? Well, I think this, it, it all starts with where you put your money and that wouldn't normally be my answer. It's just like <laughs> my issue lately is like, we're all on this kind of like unemployment fixed income. We're all welfare Queens right now. And a lot <laughs> yeah. of these apps, they're treating like us young traders the way like, the National Enquirer treats your grandparents. They're just trying to separate you from your money, no matter what. So like, uh, interesting. So like we went through a couple of the apps and cause we don't like Robin hood right now. Rob. Ooh, all right. All right. You know, they're, they're really, they're making, you say gambling's a casino, like, sorry, buying wall street is a casino. And that's true for some regard, but that is absolutely true for options trading. Uh, okay. Like, what is what exactly is option trading? Okay, so oh. it, when you buy a stock, you get a fraction of a company. Like what okay. a company is worth is the price of a stock multiplied by how many shares exist. But an option, okay. have you ever bet on like a basketball game or something? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure with buddies. Just like yeah, you know, so, ten bucks, twenty bucks. So you have the ticket. And, you know, if it, if it aligns to your ticket, it's worth money. If it doesn't align to your, t- to your ticket, your, your ticket's not worth anything. 
I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah so it's just like options are the gamble here. Yeah. Yeah. Anything okay. you got to add on that end, Maddie? I think that's perfect. I, as for as complicated as options are, I think that's a great way to put it. Okay, cool. So I got a thousand dollars guys. Let's make this $1 million. Let's, How do that's I do the goal of this podcast. <laughs> Keep us updated. So here's what we did. Yeah. We went to the three major financial message boards. We went to every past guest on this podcast and we said, we have $1,000. What's the best possible investment you can make? And you know what? Ask it. We're going to go through them all. Ask us some questions about what you like. And then maybe we'll divide up that sum and like you can tell us, you can either do it today or later, but like okay. where you're going to put your money. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. I looked at, uh, we picked a couple like stocks personally that we have and that I, or at least I did this. I picked a few that I think were worth, uh, in fact, one of them we already talked about in the intro, um, that I think would be worth talking about. And we already kind of discussed it a little bit gambling, but DraftKings is, is very low, uh, right now for what it, for the potential, the, I forget what it's, it's called, but the, the potential is very big for DraftKings. And, um, I think that is a good thing to look at. It's just talking kind of following the theme of gambling. I think that's something good. And I don't know how Joel feels about it. I mean, I know it's in our show mm. portfolio. Ever, everyone knows yeah. I'm bullish on DraftKings. It's my favorite stock. And if we want to start with our, our um, in, investment advice, like I'll put DraftKings in one of my companies and the companies I like, I like based on looking at the calendar right now. Um, we are in an election year. People have a lot of time. So assuming this NBA season happens, I like DraftKings because Disney, who's broadcasting it, owns like 10% of the shares. Wow. It seems like this is actually very interesting. Well, what I was saying is, Brendan, you picked up on something that is, to me, is one of the most important things about investing is the idea of just being aware of stuff around you and paying attention to what's going on around you. That's, that's uh, a big part of investing. It's just noticing trends and picking up on trends and things like that is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a basketball diehard and it's just like, I didn't start out following these companies, but I kind of thought like, you know what, if I start following these companies, like a sports team, I feel like I'll do well for myself. Oh Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, like for someone like me who doesn't know anything about it, just how you explained how DraftKings can do well, you mentioned like the big events that are going on in the world. You're saying Disney is going to be broadcasting the NBA and like sports, it's coming back and everyone's going to be watching that. So obviously that's going to be more valuable, you know? So it's like, okay, it's like this thing, like if a war happened, I'm sure there'd be some stocks that skyrocket from it, you know, because it's such a major event. You know, so it's like it's kind of keeping track of all these, you know, major events that's going on. You yeah, know, that's that's potentially what you want to look for, right? Maybe I don't know. And you know, that's actually good for us because it's 2020, and um, you know, there is a big event scheduled for this year in the presidential election. So yeah. think about who's going to make money off an election. So. For those reasons, I really like Twitter. They're not optimized to make a lot of money. They're just trying to be a good company. And there's a a cable news company called GTN. And normally 60% of their revenue comes from political ads. So I expect them to have a really strong quarter. Mm. It's like how, um, I want to ask you this. So when you're when you're making these projections, how often are you right? Are there any stats about people who like put out their projections and they're right most of the time? Or well, is he, that a thing? Like, how do you? Well, here's the thing: humility is one of the best courses of action you can take because if you look at every study, nobody beats the stock market as a whole because the stock market it's basically our entire economy, and that's going to grow gradually over time with inflation and just human development. So, you know, there's one company that beats the market as a whole, and that's a company called Vanguard. Okay. And, you know, you can do individual stocks, but 
a lot uh, there's a few options for investing like the tried and true method that vanguard utilizes they buy good companies and they hold on to those okay so you talk about gambling yeah vanguard and like in a few of these places where i looked for information for you like the two conservative groups are called mustachians in practice it's like a facebook group of people (laughs) trying to retire when they're 40 and then there's one called the bogleheads forum and that's people who like they want to live like vanguard because vanguard it's a lifestyle they're not like rich wall street guys they're like humble people in the cheapest clothes and the company is boat themed for some reason unreal oh my god that's great that's because one of the goals in life is to own a boat i don't know if you know that yeah. everybody wants um, to own a boat you gotta retire yeah. it's not just to re- enough to retire you have to retire and then own a boat i don't yeah, know boats yeah, a lot right. of responsibility i think the goal is to rent a boat <laughs> <laughs> well you gotta if you want to own a boat you have to have somebody to take care of the boat own boat ownership is a lot of responsibility you, you gotta have a crew you one. gotta have a place to dock it it's a lot yeah uh, Okay, so if nobody beats the market, what's the best way to get in on the market? There are these things called index funds where you just kind of cobble together the best possible stocks. So it's like the S&P 500. That's a measure of the 500 biggest companies. You can buy one stock that represents a little piece of all 500 companies. So there's two index funds that I've done well personally, and they're kind of backed up by these groups. One is called VTSAX. That's a Vanguard index fund. The other one is Vanguard VTI. I have all my money in Vanguard VTI. It's up like 40% over five years and has rebounded nicely. Let me ask you this question right now. So you're saying the S&P is, you know, the 500 biggest companies, right? Yeah. Okay, so and you're saying that one company you can you can own a little piece of all the 500 companies, you know? Yeah. So, is the market? I mean, that seems pretty simple, right? Is the market always going up? It, obviously, it, it fluctuates, right? S and P 500 market. It does, but right now the market is in like a period of high volatility, and like I don't, mean, it's fragile. Yeah, it means that there's a lot of movement in both directions. So it's going to go Ooh, up a lot. It's dangerous. It's, and it's, it's going to go like a tropical down. storm. Yeah, it's and if you you don't know, yeah. To yeah. stick with our boat analogy, choppy waters. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, like we're <laughs> having the the worst like economic event of the past century, and stocks are down a little bit. So we're oh in for God, some rough. So that means. To me, so so this is just from a regular guy analogy. So basically, the stock is holding steady even though there's a hurricane around us. So yeah. eventually, eventually, it's gonna crash or something's it, gonna happen. And you know how people, when they're pissed off about how we got twelve hundred dollars a month for coronavirus while these businesses got bailed out? Yeah those businesses were bailed out to stabilize the stock market. Like the entire machinations of the U S government over the past three months, were putting this kind of bet slip over the lives of everybody. But if things were to fall out, the U S dollar will lose its stability. And then our world power status can be in trouble. So so now we're getting political here. Interesting. Um, so, no, you're right. I think you. I think you're right. Where it's like, should we be helping these companies? Yeah, and like we obviously shouldn't. But our company, our country, is so married to the free market that even though like the circumstances have made us go to a socialist way of like treating each other, we still yeah. have to like honor our capitalist nature and let the businesses do business. So, yeah. Oh my God. This is, I'm so glad I talked to you about this because I've never really thought about this. So basically what you're saying in a nutshell conclusion, and I think I agree 
let them, this is when they say, let the market handle it. Let, let the market deal with it. Where it's like some businesses are going to fail. They're yeah. going to crash. They're going to burn. And then the ones that survive, that's what the market is. Well, that's what, do you remember a couple of years ago, people were using the term, everyone kept saying too big to fail, too big to fail. That's what they were kind of talking about. Oh, like the airplane, the airplane uh, companies. Right. They're too big to fail. Right. Um, and, uh, oh my God. Yeah. A lot of this is making sense to me now where it's like, take the airplane company, they're too big to fail. So they, during a crisis like this, they're like, we're too big to fail. So let's just keep spending our money. Let's keep balling out because we'll get bailed out. It's like that when your dad has so much money and then you're the, the uh, trust fund kid. Like, I don't care. I can go to jail. Right. I'm just going to get out. I'm going to keep be, being bad. And that's why airline companies are evil because they've been overcharging us for <laughs> years and years and years. And they've been overcharging us for years for every small little thing. And now they're like, we need your help. Please help us. But meanwhile, they're like, no, you, uh, you pay us $75 for an extra bag. That's what's fucked up. So how, how do me now since I have money, how do I, what's the advantage in the climate that's happening right now with the country? Cause it seems like a bubble is, is deflating or COVID just like put a spear, or whatever through the bubble or something. It seems I like mean, that's happening. I mean, right now I think it, I, what I think in normal circumstances doing these Vanguard S and P 500 index funds are absolutely the safest way to go and you won't lose money. However, okay. I kind of feel like all of these metrics have been falsely inflated over the past few months. So I would, I would probably go stocks now, hope to kind of wow. tread water and get a little bit ahead. But the next time there's a large crash, you sell out, you go to the index funds options or that can, those can become new investments. So we, mm. Sometimes on the show, we talk to like Wall Street people um, anonymously. And our, our good friend Moneybags Riley, she was a trader and did valuation. That's a great name. That's her name. Well, when we have Wall Street <laughs> people on, we give them pseudonyms, you know? They don't want like, oh, nice. they don't want to be, have it, a record of them talking with this smelly shirtless man on his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I great. look like Musk, not the good kind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she says, whatever you invest in, make sure that the long-term potential is there and be conservative because the market's been crazy and everything is valuated. So whatever I buy, keep in mind, it's going to take a downturn and then it'll come up. So okay. she says to basically look at the stock chart and marry yourself to the check mark because that hiccup's coming oh. one way or another. And like... My mind, you want to find the stocks that could potentially avoid that check mark. Oh, is that possible? Because she said it's always going to happen. It's always going to happen, but right now you want to look. You want to look for companies that didn't bounce back after with the coronavirus relief, and companies that might make a little bit money of money in healthcare or like off the election, like Twitter or that cable news network I was talking about. Yeah. Right. Oh, and and even though situations, even though the climate is bad and things around are bad, there's still ways to make money. I mean, there's still companies that are, they're turning profit. I mean, if you look at, it goes back to what we were talking about before of, of picking up on trends. If you look at how comedy shows and all these things are being done online, tech stocks are not suffering as much as travel stocks obviously right now you know uh, yeah. um so it, it depends on where you're looking uh as far as as far as whether or not you're going to be hurt by what's going on a lot or not yeah so it's and, like invest in what's hot what's hot what's everyone doing you know and it's like right now during covid some of the stuff is still hot a lot of people are using like zoom for example i never mm -hmm. even heard of zoom before covid so it's like maybe that would be something to that doesn't have the check mark yeah, that'll be good, but like it'll take a dip when people go back to work. And like, oh, okay. the, another thing just to keep in mind is the market reacts quickly. Anything that you hear or you know, it's already reflected in the price. So, any past points, okay. they're already in the value. 
So like, how did, how is it already in? How is it? How, how do they already know? What's the advantage of like trying to get ahead of it? Well, Just like, because I've heard of it. Yeah, but you know the most exactly because you've heard about it. Like Tesla yeah. is the most valuable automaker in the world, but they're a fraction of the sales of Toyota. And like they're worth so much, not because they're the best automaker right now, but because there is a belief that they will define this new business. Okay. And do you want it's that's so interesting to me, right? It's so they're marketed way higher in value just because the perception of them is, is they're going to kill it or they're going to do well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're on the, they're on the fast track to success. Like they're not making money yet, but they're not losing nearly as much. I see what you're saying. So do, so for that company, do I want to invest in that? Because I believe they're going to continue their perception is continue to grow or do I not want to invest in that? Because I think, it's already at its peak or it's not good to invest companies that are worth more than they actually are. Maddie, you well, want to take, take this one? That's, that's, well, see, that's part of the, that's part of it right now because Tesla's Tesla's crazy because I, I bought into Tesla when it was at like $300, uh, $200, yeah. something around there. And they just hit a 52 week high of about 1700. Now Whoa. I, now I, but I believed when I bought Tesla, I believed in their potential to get to 2000. I believed in that. So what it comes down to is, do you think that they have potential to go above 2000? Do you think that Tesla has the ability to, to be a $3,000 stock, $5,000 stock? Cause right now, if you're buying in right now, you're going to pay a hefty price. But I believe in the way I invest where I pick a couple stocks that I'm going to have Tesla for a very long time. Uh, I'm, that's a stock that is going to be the cornerstone of my portfolio You're because I believe it has, to it. yeah, to exactly. It. I believe that has a ton of potential and I, I don't have a Tesla play, but I want to get in on people valuing this, this, the electric car craze, people looking for the next Tesla. And I'm not going to spend $1,700 a share, but what I can do, Brendan is I'll set a Google alert in my phone that says electric car IPO. Every time okay. an, elect, an electric car company goes, for, goes up for sale, just buy a few shares. Because people are going to be looking for Whoa. the next Tesla in the process of them buying. You can buying do that on Google? Yeah. Yeah, like it's a news cool. alert. Yeah, for keywords, yeah. But it's like, I was just talking to my sister today about the new Bronco. They're re-releasing the Bronco. And the Bronco is incredible. It looks really cool. It looks like a really cool car, but they've gotten a lot of blowback because they are not making a, a like electric version. They're making just, it's only going to be gas and people are trending. Things are trending to be environmentally friendly. So the fact that they're not making a, an electric uh, Bronco is, is a lot, is a problem for a lot of people. Plus they're marking the Bronco to be kind of an outdoorsy, wilderness vehicle and i feel like a lot of people that are going to care about you know hiking and things like that those are the people that are going to want an electric car so i think those that's another thing to, to look at stuff like that wow. and, and i think that shows just yeah. how important the electric car stuff is because i think just the fact that they're not making that an option is a problem for people and the thing is all that information it's it affects their market price what people think right you know yeah, it's exactly. so weird. I never even thought about it like that. I just thought about, you know, yeah, now it actually affects the price. So if you're working for the company, now I kind of get it. These business moguls who are like, they want to control what's, what people are saying about their company because it affects their, you know, their investor's price or what people are going to buy it. Right. That's absolutely. Yeah. And there and are a couple, yeah, that makes sense. there are a couple newer stocks that would allow you to get into the electric car game. There's a company called NIO. It's the leading Chinese manufacturer of electric cars. You can get on them for like 14. Chinese. Yeah, but they just started selling on the American marketplace. So it's not bad at all. And that's the thing that's okay. a little bit tricky too, is like 
with given, you know, investing, I have a, I have NIO stock in my portfolio and there's a couple of the companies that I know are Chinese companies. And it's very strange to me to invest in a Chinese company because on one hand, given that China is a communist uh, situation, these certain companies, they're not going to let them fail unless they want them to fail. Um, because the government, you know what I mean? Like the government is in on that. So they're not going to fail unless the government really wants them to. So you're, it's kind of a weird thing to be invested in. It, it's a bit murky, I, I feel like. So, but you well, know, it is, it is what it is. If you want to make money, and this is just my own opinion, I could be completely wrong. Um, but if you want to make money, you go after the companies that are never going to fail because you're never going to fail. They're there always going to be up there. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. And that's the, that's the exact advice. Um, friend of the show, the guy who exposed us to coronavirus, Noah Savage. <laughs> and he said, if you're going to invest a thousand dollars, he says, you should buy Apple, you should buy Starbucks, you should buy Nike, you should buy Visa. They're always going to be there. And then take a like gamble on something like get the steady. And then with your leftover money, that's where you take a swing for the fences. Who is this guy? Who's this guy? Noah Savage. He's a comedian and podcaster. He's a ESPN basketball color commentator. He he sounds like I can trust him. By his quote, that sounds great. It's very simple. Things that are going to be there forever. Invest in those. And then, you know, do a little risk. Take a little risk. Take a little swing. You know, go for the home run. Sometimes. Yeah. A, build a good foundation and then you can take risks on bigger things. It's like a joke. It's like being a comedian, you know, have your staple jokes, have a good joke, structure. And then every once in a while, talk about race. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. And just nice. the caveat, I will, I'll give you the warning. We on this show, we've lost money following <laughs> Noah Savage's advice before. Oh, no. really? Yeah, it's all right. But, um, you know, if you are going to take the long shot bet, like... There's a couple of vaccine companies that are selling okay. for a dollar or two a share. I have one that's being developed by the University of Wisconsin. It's doubled in about two weeks. HTBX. HTBX. Yeah, I mean, it went up 35% today, but like, let's say they solve it. You can have, you know, 25 shares of that for 50 bucks. Are they? Okay, here's another question from an idiot who knows nothing let's say something was priced at one dollar okay and you buy it and then it goes up to two hundred dollars what how much money do you make what does that mean do you make 199 bucks or what does that mean you get you you sell your share for two hundred dollars if you bought one share at a dollar and sold it at 200 you would have a net profit of 199 dollars so I'm trying to think of a math situation. So he bought it at 300 bucks. So I don't know how many shares he bought, but let's say he bought one share at 300 bucks. And now it's at 1700. So that means Matt made 1400 bucks. Yeah. If he sells it right now, he made 1400 bucks, but he, he's, he's betting that it's going to continue. So like if you're holding yeah. a stock, every second you continue to hold that stock, you're making a bet on its future. You know, so does that does that happen a lot with investors where they're like, do they get out at the right time? Is that the game getting out at the right time? Or is it like, well, that's a big part. That's a huge part of what investing is, is knowing when to get out and how long to stay. And and that's a huge part of it. Timing is very important. Listen, I want to tell you guys this right now. This is exactly what gambling is. Yeah, absolutely exactly what gambling is. but but this is at least you can you know be a little more educated and uh, uh yes I, I don't know yeah. yeah but you're absolutely right this is yeah, way but, harder than gambling because there's no strict numbers you can count numbers yeah you but can count numbers in this you can't do this in real life you know yeah, like but what in, you guys are doing in gambling if you're playing poker and you buy into a hand it's yeah. not like you can get your money back after after the river like that's what gives you the option like if you don't like where it's going you sell you're out of it and like it's possible you could ride a stock down to zero but you know the life the lifespans of these these companies they go through so many iterations and like it's just what it's worth at that moment in time 
Maddie, will you take the wheel for like a minute? I think my dog ran away. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Brenda, a, per- a perfect example of this actually is for our podcast. So there was a company called Amarin, and we had a we had bought Amarin. We bought in. I can't remember when we bought it, but we bought in really cheap. Uh, we watched it climb and climb and climb, and it peaked at. I want to say it was one of those situations where we bought in at like three dollars, and it peaked at almost thirty. And we didn't sell, and then we just watched it fall and fall and fall. And uh, that's the perfect example of you know, take your take your take your win when you can, otherwise you risk losing everything. And that's a lesson yeah. to learn. I think you know that's how you invest is you learn lessons, you learn hard lessons, but you learn them. Uh, I think now I look at that situation like I would have cut my shares in half, sold half, taken those profits, and then gambled with the rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, here's another question. Um, so if you, if you, um, I'm sure people do this. Let's say there's something really low, really, really low, and they have an upward trend just because it's popular right now. For example, cryptocurrency. Would you, let's say, do a lot of people like, let's say it's at a dollar, they buy it at a dollar, then it jumps up to five, and then they get out right away? Do they do that with a lot of companies? Because I feel like that's kind of safe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's called, that's like a pump and dump. That's, did you ever watch The uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, of course. That's kind of what that's what they were doing in Wolf of Wall Street. They were they were these they were buying these stocks at like pennies and then they were selling them to everybody else and that drove the price up and then when the price was up the the guys that knew what was going on they all sold, made the money and then everyone else that they convinced to buy was left with nothing. Now let me tell you this. Why is that illegal? Well, because I mean, you're mis- let's mis- you're misleading. I mean, they were selling people air, like they were selling them nothing. There was nothing. They knew they knew what they were doing. You know what I mean? They were they're robbing people, basically. And and if if it comes down to investing, there are rules about the information you put out has to be legitimate. Like every company on the stock market, they agree to do their accounting and their financials by within a certain paradigm of doing business. Okay. Yeah. So you can't say, Hey, our shares are $5 based off accounting when it's really $3. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's There's been a lot of people recently that are getting in trouble for misleading shareholders and misleading, you know, uh, misreporting and, and things like that. That's a huge thing that's been happening. Well, a lot. Recently. Let me, this is so interesting to me because let me ask you this. When people fabricate, like, let's say, you know, test, let's say Tesla, for example, they're like, our car is the best car. Our car has this many miles per gallon or this many, you know, electrical charge, this many miles. Our car does this. Our car does that. Our car does this. And then you look deeper in the company. They're like, wait, they actually can't do that. This is actually, you know, their mechanics aren't as good. This company's better. Where all of that stuff is kind of just perspective, but they're misleading. They're saying the company is doing one thing when it's really not is why is that not illegal because that that's just determined upon by the future outlook that outweighs it and like with a lot of the tech companies like the math that has always been used to determine the value of a stock it just doesn't apply like we 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 did this exact exercise last week like i tried to figure out what tesla was worth and my calculator couldn't do the evaluation <laughs> so crazy that's so crazy to me and there's you know, like it's and there's the kind of fun scam aspect of this and the scam is people on the most influential like investing reddits they will yeah. hype something up they'll buy in they'll buy in and then once everyone follows them boom pump and dump that's exactly, exactly. Oh that's exactly, that's a perfect God. example. People will talk about meme stocks and things like that. MU and all these stocks become popular, but it's only because it's kind of, I don't want to say in the zeitgeist, but it's in the, in the minds of these people. They put it out in the world and they see it pump up and then they leave. And the people that aren't uh, aware enough or whatever enough to get out are left holding, literally left holding the bag and not in a good way, obviously. Well, let, let me ask you this. That, first of all, that's scary. You know, especially for someone who's new and they're reading all this stuff about a company that they think is doing well, and then they're really not. It's just they're they're just people trying to pump a dump. What are you guys reading that you know that's truthful? 
Well, if you look, you, they have to give their earnings reports every three months. So every three months, a company does have to stand in front of the shareholders of whatever board they're trading on and let them know okay. how it goes. So basically that is, why, don't I, why doesn't everyone just look at that instead of all the noise and all the hype? Everyone well, just looks at their share. Some people don't want to do, I mean, people don't want to do the work. A lot of investing and things like that is, is, is doing research and reading. And, you know, you can maybe find out about one of these stocks that people are trying to pump up on, uh, on one of these reddits and there's nothing wrong with that. Find, find your stocks where you find them, but where you do your research, you really need to look at different, um, different outlets, different opinions, different, um, just, you need to really do research on it because it's, it's people are going to mislead you however they want. Uh, and it's very important to, to not be led in one direction or the other. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. And as you start, as you start, it's like, you're going to have a limited like understanding of what a company does, but like all the information you gain from this point moving forward leads in like Tesla gave their earnings report and that's just one point of information. And like on its own, it doesn't indicate like a great value, but if you see the curve of where that point was three months ago, three months ago, three months ago, and you see the trajectory, that's where the worth comes into play. I was going to ask you this, and this could be a dumb question, but I know you got to do your research, but are there some people who just look at share earnings within the last six years, five years, four years, three years, and then base it off of that and then make money? I mean, that would be like definitely best option, right? Like the most safe. That's the thing though, but that's what people that are in finance, like hardcore people that like, like money bags Riley, she went to school for this stuff. Now, I don't know. I can't remember if we've asked for this or not, but there's people that know how to read a chart A reading a chart is a skill. And it's, it's very hard to do. Uh, we had Noah garden sports on and he used to be a day trader and he could read a chart and he could see and kind of predict what was going to happen. The, those are what the people I mean, that high and firms. Be, everyone should know how to read a chart. Right. But that's, that's what people true. go to school for. It's very hard. I, I, I don't know how to do it. I mean, it's, if you can learn how to do it, you'll, that's a huge leg up on, on investing. If you can learn how you to read automatically a chart. make money, right? You, you can, can it's like, but charts can be misleading as well. Like if in terms of wall street traders, like about 10% of them are chartists are what they're called. And the rest, like, <laughs> like there's marketing as well that goes into all these stocks. Like there's something called, um, ESG funds. And I, I, I hit up two upper middle class friends. The successful one says, um, buy marijuana ETFs because it'll be like investing in Budweiser during prohibition, which let's just put an asterisk. That's actually good value there. Cause like never invest in a marijuana company, but the marijuana industry, that's an okay place to put your money. So there's these ERS funds and those they're environmental responsibility funds. And usually okay. that's bullshit. These are companies, they're selling yeah. just an index of the S&P 500 and they put a couple of green companies in there. You know, like, oh, what? it's like when, you, would, yeah, it's... like when you tweet about doing the right thing, it gets more likes than you tweeting about whatever. If you lead with, oh, I'm oh. so good. Like this, these yeah. stocks are overvalued for the same reason Hari Kondabolu is still headlining. <laughs> hey, oh, got him. <laughs> God, oh, that's great. Is it good? No, but I agree with its purpose. <laughs> that is, these are some really good analogies. I think I'm, I think I know the market now. I think I got to figure it out. Dude. You do? Well, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. can you help us? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice though. Cause I feel like we've done this podcast and we've slowly learned and it's nice to like relay kind of what we've learned to someone that knows that that was where we were, you know, a few months back, and to see that it kind of makes sense to you, that does feel nice. I'm I'm glad well, that it's me, making sense a little bit. Yeah, let me ask you this. Um, what about uh, what have you guys learned? Maybe if you go some some tips of like what you guys have learned throughout all of this, like the last couple months, or like some pitfalls you may have. Well, Joel, when you were wrangling in Tilly, I told him about Ameren, and I, I think that's one of the biggest lessons I learned is is the is yeah. the 
uh, knowing when to sell. I mean, knowing when to sell is as important as knowing when to buy. Um, I, I think that's a, you know, that's a lesson that I've learned that is, that's very important is watching it and, and not being, not being greedy, taking your profit. And like I said, my strategy from that point forward was to, if, if something is climbing high, sell half of it and let the rest roll if you want. Um, mm, so I think that's okay. one of the things I learned a lot. Yeah. And I think you have to trust yourself as well. Like the reason I started this podcast is, I got money from my whole family when Beyond Burger was sold for the first time. And I knew Beyond was going to take off. But I thought the share price that it was listed at was too high for me. And I didn't do it. And I would have made four times my money. So I didn't listen to like something I knew for certain. And I let other factors get in the way. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Trust your gut. And that's, that's one of the foundations this podcast is built on is the, the fact that we missed out on, I mean, we could have made so much money on Beyond Burger and we just didn't pull the trigger. And, <laughs> and, and now it's become a ghost that haunts our podcast. That's so funny. Beyond Burger. And Beyond, <laughs> they had nothing to do with your uh, troubles. And now you're just like, fuck Beyond Burger. <laughs> you're just like, I hate that. <laughs> Yeah, Joel I'm, I'm, and I were on them before anybody. Really, I mean, not before anybody, but I we went on like a little Beyond Burger tour of Brooklyn, where we went to like there was like one day where we went and ate like three different Beyond Burgers before it was really really wow. popping, and then of course they they went on IPO and we didn't do it. And and like I said, that's kind of what what the catalyst for this podcast. Yeah, we took the steps to try this product at three different locations, assume it was good, and then. We didn't go in. <laughs> yeah, we confirmed it was delicious. And then we're still like, I'm not sure. Yeah, this is great. And it's <laughs> yeah. going to change the world. Not for me. Exactly. Oh, we, do, we, we do that all the time. Like we, we had a debate on um, whether or not to buy this company CRISPR. Because like the next oh, big industry CRISPR. is human gene editing. And like... Hold on. When did you find out about CRISPR? Matt brought it up like three months ago. Dude, I knew about CRISPR probably like two years ago. They had a they had a podcast about it, about this American life. Yeah, and then I thought it was the most amazing fucking thing. And then recently, in the last year, now I, it's in mainstream. Everyone's yeah. talking about it. You there know, you and like that's wow. And then are there is there stock up? Do they have is CRISPR? Stock? Yeah, like, yeah. Let me look and see. Hang on, I'll, I'll look okay. If right you now. if you would have, so they just made it into a stock. Like how every. They, Every company gets made into the stock. That's the goal of making these companies. You can have a steady stream of profit from running a good business or you go to the marketplace, you get all that money from all those shares and your value goes up from selling that stock. Like, this is a crazy game. This is a crazy game. It's, it's a pig, baby. You, you can't just be a <laughs> farmer. You got to take that bad boy to the marketplace, chop up the bacon, get, get it all. Here's a, so here, Brendan, I'll tell you this. So you said you heard about it two years ago. Let's say you heard about it in, in December. December 28th of, was that, would that be 2018, yeah? 2018, $22, $22.73 for one share of CRISPR. Today, CRISPR so, closed at $90. So let's say about one share. That's 78 bucks. That's, that's a cheap date right there. there I mean, there you- I bought... I bought two shares of CRISPR uh, back when it was $60. So, I mean, I'm up on my, my profit is up. I'm up on CRISPR right now. So, but that's exactly what you said. You heard about it two years ago. If you had just known a little bit more, now you know what to look for. And now when you hear stuff like that, you'll be able to look into it and, and you'll be one of those people that gets in early. um, And that's how it's done. You guys, you guys ever have something where you're really excited about, and no one knows knows about it. And then a couple years later, still no one knows about it. Is that something you don't that you don't want to invest in that, right? I mean, if you're the first, if you like something and you believe in it, trust it. And if you're the first one in, you might be all right. And I guarantee you, there's a Reddit of like-minded people somewhere. <laughs> Or Twitter. I mean, there's tons of people because it comes. It goes back to like almost like the pump and dump thing. But there is a there is there does become a point where it's like if you do believe in something, and it has potential, and you're not just trying to to scam people, that it's not a bad thing for you to get people to, to buy. I mean, I am a, a firm believer in AMD stock. 
that's one of the stocks I was going to pitch to you to look at. I bought AMD a long AMD. time ago. Yeah, I bought AMD a long time ago uh, at about twenty dollars a share. I have I have a, I have a number of shares, and I bought them at about twenty dollars. It's at fifty four dollars, and it's gonna it's only going to go up. And that's a stock for me where I feel like not enough people are buying AMD because I think AMD has potential to hit triple digits in the next couple of years. Oh my God. Hold on. Okay. I have this something that's going on right now. So Maybe, are the yeah. reason why you guys are hyping this up, the, the reason why you guys are pumping this up because you want it to go up because you have bias, you invested money in this. So you're there telling you, people, there you go. You're telling people, Oh my God, I got this game figured out. No, no, people, no. Oh, this is great. Bye, bye, bye. You're you in this. the right direction, but our, we are better scam artists than that. <laughs> we grow this podcast, we grow, grow a foothold, and then we go public, divvy it up, we hype our own stocks, people buy those, and we get the whole pie. There you go. <laughs> also, you're That's missing... Funny. Here's the here's a big part of this podcast. We haven't launched yet, but once we can grow this podcast a little bit more, we're going to eventually have a Patreon, and then it just and then we really start to expand, and then we really start to scheme our way through. We're we're building slowly, but we're building. Yeah, we start. I like it. We start a Patreon. We invest with the money you give to the Patreon, and then when we hit a million dollars, you can come to the party we throw. Let me ask you this. First of all, that's an amazing idea. That's cool. Who wouldn't want to do that where it's like, because then you're, you're doubling down on your investment. They're like, I like the podcast. I'm putting in money now. And if they make more money, if more people listen to it, the more money I make. Like everyone wants to do well. Well, we can't, we, well. we keep their money. Yeah. We can't give them money back. Like we can't yeah, give you ours. money back. They That's a have. crime. They could come. Yeah. It's like fire <laughs> festival crime. for people who read Dilbert. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, that's okay. a crime. Okay. We can't give people money because at that point, then we're just like a hedge fund and we're not legally allowed to do that. So we keep that's the money funny. and throw a party and then you can come to the party. That's our, that's our long con. <laughs> yeah, and we talked about all those rules that a company has to follow when talking about a stock. We break those rules all the time and narrowly get in trouble. Like the portfolio we build for this show, that's a piece of artwork. We just like the way it looks. Um, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is good. This is all really good information. Oh, here's one question I have to ask before we go. Because everyone keeps, I was telling people about, I'm doing the show. And the questions that I got that they want to know is, is now a good time to invest in cryptocurrency? Um, I think it's at a little bit of a high water point now. So just wait for that next dip. Yeah, we don't okay. really invest. We don't cryptocurrency is is, is something we don't really t touch on too much on the podcast, honestly. Other than the the hacks okay. that recently happened and that benefited us greatly, we don't talk about it. Yeah, like we ma we made the decision to um we broke the rule for you actually, so you should feel special. We pretend like we don't know what <laughs> cryptocurrency is every time it That's comes great. up on the podcast. Dude, if you guys if you guys would have been like what is it? I would have been like, wow, are you kidding me? This is not a real financial <laughs> podcast. You guys I do, I do like, characters? I do like how the branding is. Cause like you look at my stock app and you see, it's like, Oh, kind of boring. And then I go to cryptocurrency and it's all futuristic. Yeah. It's all futuristic yeah, yeah. like there. And like, this is what I'm talking about with Robin hood. Like don't be marketing commodities like a video game come on dog we're not that yeah. stupid i am that stupid i need to protect myself uh, <laughs> any other questions from your listeners um for me you know what this is great information i mean i wrote down some of the stocks you guys said that i should look into i really like what you told me about the google alerts you know where i can just see kind of where the trends are going with different companies and then uh I love the Noah Savage advice. So good. Go with it. I know you guys have lost money from it, but you know what? I like that analogy where he's just saying, go for the companies that are going to be there forever. The safe companies, you're all, they're always going to be there. You're going to make money. And then once in a while, hit that home run. Well, we've said this we've said this before in the podcast but there are certain stocks that are like re recession proof people even when they're broke they're going to want their coffee even when they're broke they're going to want to buy alcohol people are always going to buy certain things it's it's they've been around since the great depression they're not going to go anywhere um yeah why don't people it, invest in water well i mean you can invest in like what companies that make water 
Yeah, and you can invest in like water cleaning companies. You can invest in Nestle and their um, slave trading operation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right, because like think about these companies that will always be there. Like the biggest investment firm in the world is Berkshire Hathaway, and 50% of their portfolio is just Apple stock. Or Disney. Wow. Look at Disney. You know, if years ago, I remember being in middle school and kids were being gifted Disney stock for their birthdays. And now that stock is worth a shitload of money as opposed to back then when it was at the time worth a lot, but it's just appreciated. That stuff, Disney will be around for a long time. They're only getting bigger and more powerful. Yeah. Now we gave them Disney stock and now that stock's worth not as much as we thought it'd be last year. Yeah. Um, do you um, want to do, should we do the uh, horoscope thing? Oh yeah, we do have one what last is this? thing. Wait, we have on, a bit we want to do. It's there's real, an, but it's also not. It's also a bit. There's an app <laughs> that picks a stock for you based on your horoscope. So we're gonna. <laughs> no way. So what way. year were you born? I was born in 1992. 92. Okay, so 92. We're doing this live on the pod, obviously. 92. Uh, okay. What is your birth? What what day and what month? Uh, the 13th of July. 13th of Happy July. Happy birthday. And what is your social oh, security thanks, number? No. Shut <laughs> up, um, okay. That's, good luck. That's uh, my first right. question I ask people on dating sites. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Matt did that uh, right, question so and now see, I, I got to write in. a check to Kyle Ayers. <laughs> um, all right. So it looks like uh, Viacom is something you look you should look into. Um Brendan and Viacom Inc. have a lot of similarities. Both love consistency and prize, close, long-lasting business relationships. There will be some minor conflicts of outlook between Brendan and Viacom, uh, the, Viacom's leadership, but nothing discomforting. This stock is for you. How do you feel about that? I mean, me personally, my gut feeling is horse colts are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There you it. go. So I do not, I will not invest. Well, that's an 85% compatibility. You're a hundred percent compatible with progressive. So how do you feel about flow? Do you like flow? I love flow. I love to invest in progressive dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> Norwegian so cruise. Oh, here's job. one. Here's one. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Norwegian cruise that? line is a hundred percent compatibility. <laughs> Why? Why <laughs> yeah. is that? Now are let you, me tell honestly, you. Man, Go ahead. I know people. I know people riff on cruise lines, but dude, have you ever been on one? There's no, so much absolutely not. I, I will never go. Them, I welcome their downfall every episode. <laughs> I, I pray that they fail every episode. That's yeah. Our, our our I last episode was all about how they. It's impossible to shut down a cruise ship. So all over the world, <laughs> every cruise ship is going with a full fleet because they cannot stop. It's a modern they nightmare. Stop, it's dude. truly a ship of the damned. <laughs> Will you come on in a, a few weeks and let us know what you ended up uh, buying yeah. from this one? I'm gonna do, literally. I'm gonna do it uh, tomorrow. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick my stuff, and then I'll come on in a few weeks or whenever you guys want me on, and then I can talk about the trends. And now, now you know when you get into something, and then you just go through a rabbit hole, and that's your life for the next two months. I feel like this is it. Yeah, but this, this is good because this is a rabbit hole that will improve your life. I hope so, man. I hope I don't get too deep. Yeah, and um, let our listeners know, um, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. That's my that's my motto, Instagram, baby. It's uh, And it's just my name, at Brendan Gay, B-R-E-N-D-A-N-G-A-Y. And yes, my last name is Gay. Sick. And uh, what was the podcast <laughs> that was on a few weeks ago, earlier this week? Oh, it's actually coming out on Monday. Uh, Matt Backus is on and it's called Send It Show. So the Send It Show is where I have all the people and they just tell me a story. Be any story, no uh, restrictions on language, on time, any subject. They just come on and they tell me a story. It's really fun. We have a good time. And listen to that. You can find that on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all the companies I will be investing in. Heck yeah. Well, thank you to our guest and soon-to-be billionaire, Brendan Gay. Listen to his pod and follow him on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was fun to catch up and uh, to do this. Cool. Thanks, man. Thank you for being patient through all the technical difficulties. This was great. I'm, I'm really glad we got to finally have you on. Yeah. All right, guys. Peace Later, out. buddy. Later. Later.
All right. Thank you for listening to Hold My Bread, the million dollar podcast. Uh, that was a fun episode. We got past our technical difficulties, and I promise we'll be back in the studio as soon as we can. Maddie, anything to leave our listeners with? I don't think so. I'm, I'm a, I'll be back in New York uh, very soon. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna do one of these stand up New York uh, in the live in the park stand up shows. Those look fun. So hopefully I'll have one of those soon. So if you're in New York and you want to come get out of your apartment and safely see a comedy show, you can come and do that. Uh, other than that, I don't really have anything. Um, if you did see us uh, in a recent write up, hopefully, uh, please let us know. Email us at holdmybread@gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at holdmybread. That's it for me. Uh, I think I'm good. This was great. I'm really glad we got to do it. And uh, once we got to the technical shit at the beginning, this is a good episode. It's always a good episode with you, my friend. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>